0: there, this is Katie, and thank you for joining me again on the My Senses, My Space podcast. And today I wanted to talk about timing wins, and this is my own experience of it and through the lens of ADHD and my transition that I made in my life. And I am in no way perfect about this, but it took a lot of learning about how I perceive time, but also about how I can look ahead at time. So, um, so starting off, it was, I was always late for everything. So, um, I have a hard time feeling the sense of time, uh, feeling that how much time has elapsed a lot because of hyper-focus. So I will get involved in something and I will not feel the passage of time. It just evaporates. And I'm just in that moment. It's that state of flow, right? That you're just so into something, um, it blocks everything else out and you're not paying attention to a clock and you're just in it. And this can happen for everyone. This is not just, um, anything neurodivergent. So when I finally kind of came to terms with going, wait, I'm not really good at estimating time. I had spent years already as an independent contractor, owning my own business and estimating time. And I just realized time and time again, no pun intended, um, that I would inaccurately estimate how much time it would take. And as a web designer, uh, I was estimating, like, it will take me this long for this project. I got a little wiser in charge per project instead of per hour, which I think everyone needs to do. But I still needed to internally estimate my time so I know how much time it would take. Um, how do- how long does it take to create a logo <laughs> and to create a website? And I it finally kind of dawned on me, especially when I started getting involved with home improvement projects. I think that was a little beginning of things where everyone was just saying, just estimate twice as long, twice as much, twice as long. Um, And so I'm like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I should be doing that too. And I think it really helped. Because not only did I say, okay, this is the value of what I'm doing, um, but also I would probably align more when I estimated that time, when I timed double, when I kind of book that in all my scheduling and how long, how like the project balances, like having multiple projects going at once, how could I kind of balance that out so I'm not overscheduling myself. And so when I did double the time, I found I was like within the three quarter to all the way full mark so somewhere in there of estimating how much time that would be. and then also feeling a whole lot better because I was charging the value of what I was providing and not per hour. like honestly, what someone is getting for your work um, is the value of that. So, I found that really interesting and overlapping in that area as well. I think this kind of timed out as well. We were doing projects for our home and then our son was born. And I think when he was born, my nervous system kind of went up. (laughs) Like I was more um, stressed out. I was more alert to everything going on around me. Was at the healthiest thing and is it the healthiest thing now that's, you know, something I'm in therapy about? That's okay. You can continue to learn about that about yourself. But I did feel like there was this increased pressure of uh, responsibility. And so I found about that time, there were so many appointments, like all the parents know when you're going through <laughs> newborn appointments. There's so many of them, especially up until like they're five years old, they're going in all the time, whether it's routine stuff or getting sick. Um, you're going a lot. So having a lot of appointments, I just started to shift and go, you know what? I need to get there early because my son needs more time. Uh, I need more time. My son needs more time. And I think I finally started auditing my time. I'm like, wait a minute, how long does it actually take for both of us to put on our shoes? How long does it take to travel there with more traffic than is expected? How long then? So I'm pulling into the parking lot with that estimated travel time. How long does it take from the time I get to the parking lot pulling in to the office front door opening it and talking to the receptionist. Like I, I started to realize that all the little things in between that I could think of were taking a lot more time than I had never even considered. So it takes this long to ride up in the elevator or to take the stairs. It takes this long to find a parking spot when there's hardly any parking spots. And I I think it was because those first few appointments, I felt so rushed and it was so intense and I felt so bad feeling like late that it just kind of started, I just started helping myself more and I decided to make it a rule for myself that I want to be less stressed It was just something that I, I felt like really to my core of like, I'm finally seeing this as I'm putting a lot of stress on myself. Now I will say this, I am very lucky. I just have one child because, and that was another part of It's like, I don't think I could handle having more children (laughs) and trying to get us all out the door and trying to like coordinate all these things. Like I just, it would be way too much And so for me, I've really focused on, okay, this is our child. This is what I have to do to, to make us all feel more in tune with alleviating that stress, if that makes sense. Um, So yeah, just really looking at going, okay, if the appointment starts at two o'clock and it's a 10 minute drive. I'm not gonna leave 10 minutes right before going. Um, I'm going to have like at 2.15, I'm gonna start talking about it with my son. We're gonna start getting ready around the house. We're going to slowly get into the car and if a pair of shoes are missing that are his favorites, we have time to slow down and find those and then head head out the door. Then get there and then get into the lobby and into the um, room, even five to ten minutes early. And it took like this kind of auditing and examining and trial and error, right? Like the first few times I did it, I'm sure this took like at least kind of a year for me to wrap my brain around and to go, okay, I am. Let let me just double or triple the time and see what it feels like to show up super early. Because that's another thing that people can feel uncomfortable with. Like, if you're showing up early, that means you're wasting time. Like, you could be sitting there doing something else that's more productive. And I get that. I totally get that because of all the projects that I have had at the time especially going on I'm like oh I could work just a little bit more on something and that's actually what would cause me to be late is just going if I just spend 10 more minutes on this and it ends up being 20 and then I'm super late um what does it feel like when you are waiting what does that um sensation of you sitting in a doctor's office or some kind of waiting room If you're with your kids or not, um, because that's a whole different dynamic. If they're there, is it, you know, that you're avoiding that, um, you know, them messing around in the room or causing some chaos, um, are you trying to avoid that? Maybe you could wait in the car during that time and then come up more closer to the actual time. Um, but a lot of people can be afraid of that time. Where you're just kind of waiting. And for me, I think I slowly realized over time that there was always like I had a little batch of things I could do on my phone. And so now, so let me explain now like when I arrive 10 to 15 minutes early, I don't feel that stressed about it. And, and I feel a little thankful that I can kind of sit there and clear my head. Or that I can be sitting next to my son and maybe talk about a thing or two. But I find peace knowing that we've checked in, that we can sit there and we can wait a little bit and we can have our bodies start to regulate from all the travel that we got to that point, even if it's five minutes away. I find that. It helps me to have that transition of just sitting and I'm not talking to the doctor or whoever I have the appointment with yet. I am sitting there and I'm kind of gathering myself. I am thinking about maybe questions that I want to ask next, which I didn't have an opportunity to do unless I did it at home beforehand and wrote them down somewhere. But it gave me another point where I could just sit And I could think about each of those things and go, oh yeah, I really want to talk to my doctor about this. Um, And so even nowadays, I show up pretty consistently at like 15 minutes early for everything. And I enjoy that little time of peace. Sometimes I do have an Instagram post to post and I will get maybe even halfway through that, but know that I can kind of put it down if the doctor is coming in early or something um, so kind of thinking about all of these things and also the I, I've done so much procrastination in my life as well. there's this kind of like keep put it off keep put it off keep putting it off um, because the more you put it off the more that that timeline comes up against you the more you're going to feel like okay now i need to do it because you feel like those that sense of urgency and that can be going okay because i feel that urgency now i feel ready to start and sometimes it takes some retraining of the brain to not have that pushed up against the wall feel to actually be the, the trigger that starts, that initiates the action, that that's actually, and it just depends on you. It totally depends on you on how you want to feel. But for me, it, it started not to feel good because I had so much added responsibilities at that time. I was like, wait a minute, this is just too much for me to handle because of being hypersensitive to a lot of other things in my life, it was weighing me down, it was stressing me out, it was causing um, health issues. And I had to go, you know what? I need to have a bit more control about this um, and start sooner and find ways to enjoy starting sooner and seeing what, how those benefit me. So now, like every time I go to an appointment, I'm actually like going, Hey, you know, I, I can be proud of myself for this. Let me caveat that with, it's not a morality thing to be late or not to, uh, uh, you know, Bookings or appointments or anything. It happens to a lot of people. And I'm trying to come at it from like, if you feel like something is just misaligned and it's just not feeling good, and it's something that you want to slowly transition into, it's going to take time. Like I said, it took my brain a while to go from one to the other. And It could be harder or easier for people or um, you may need a lot of other outside support because it may not be this intrinsic thing that you have that there are those who feel like they can be motivated by an internal, you know, um, decision maker. (laughs) Like, can you be motivated by yourself? Or can you be motivated externally by other people, other things um, to meet your goals that you want to achieve? And for me, it's kind of a mixture of both. I don't have it fully within myself to just go, I'm going to do this 100% for myself. It doesn't matter for everyone else. This is just something I want to do. I can say that's partly true because I did. I just wanted to go into a waiting room without like being a sweaty mess and out of breath and not knowing what's going on. And just, it just didn't feel good to me anymore. And I think a lot of people who even do that, it doesn't feel good to them, but they still feel like, how, how can I do this? Um, And I don't want really want to leave it on a cliffhanger, but it really depends on what your circumstances are and how you want to tackle that goal and how much time you have. And I do so much one-on-one work with people about this. Um, and it's a goal that you have to practice every day, little by little, right? It's not like, okay, I was late for everything last week. I'm going to be on time for everything this week. Like it's, it's not that big big of a, that's like a (laughs) 180. That's a huge leap. So how do we like take the smaller steps and, um, really practice it over time and, and just do it very incrementally and gently and caring, caringly, (laughs) sorry, caringly is not a word, but to care for yourself as you're going through that. So if you would love to work on that sometime one-on-one, I am here. I'm available. You're welcome to email me at listen at my, senses, my or DM me on any of the socials. But I do see this as like, you can try, you can try to take steps and it can improve. It can improve. It may not be this 100%. You're like this perfect example of running a calendar and you make no mistakes again. That's unrealistic. But you can take steps to kind of improve. And it takes kind of auditing and feeling in your body and outside timers. And we didn't even go into that. So having a lot of alarms or reminders, and setting that up so it's not annoying and that you just say, oh, be quiet phone, (laughs) but actually finding the right balance for you to see if you can have timing wins in your future. So thank you for joining me on the My Senses My Space podcast, and I will see you next time.